Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Bradley Ellis. Seto Kaiba. <laughs> Michael Damiani. Hi. And Brandon Jones. Woohoo! Yeah, woohoo! Bradley Ellis, what is your goal this week? Uh, my goal is to not swear. Oh. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Do it for right. the product. Sure. Can I, like, do a buzzer on it? Yeah, sure. Can I ring, ring the bell? Ring the bell. Nice. What best. do you mean, ring the bell? Just let them know when it happens. You know? Oh, sure. You did it. Can we yeah. bait you into it? No. No. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Michael Damiani, what is your Could goal? Be a theme week? going on here uh, for the last two. I my goal is to not finish my drink. Ooh. Not finish your not drink. Not finish it. Finish your drink. No. Okay. Well, hold back. My goal is yes. to not eat this delicious candy corn that will be sitting in front of me on this desk the delicious. entire podcast. I want to do. Oh, I, look at stand straight up. Jones, I want to do a fun fact. Uh huh. Because it turns out this was your goal last week. Yes. And I shouted over your goal last week. Right. It's what he does. And so if you go back and watch the video of last week's podcast, you'll see Jones eat the candy that's on the desk. Uh, no, I think because, I ate it beforehand. I ate it oh, before we started okay. recording. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So you're go- right now. There is a little piece of candy corn upright on the table. Jones is going to just attempt. Just begging me. Just staring at me like just, it's going to flop over at some one point. Just little candy corn. Yeah. Mm. Jones. Hmm. It's early for candy corn. Early what? Early in the year? Early in the There's year. There's nothing. No. That uh-huh. is strictly an October candy. No. Cow bus rolls. It fell over. Cow. That's yeah. never candy. I saw somebody. Never, I saw never. somebody tweeted the other day. They're yeah. like, October is Halloween. September is Halloween Eve. I'm like, yes, I love that. Yeah, I like that too. That's fantastic. Is... My goal is no improv. Okay. Oh, no, well, okay. We're done. Like, Everything will be scripted we ever tonight. Figure that out. Well, no, I that have was a, improv right there. I'll show so. you. Like, if you ever question anything, was that improv? I'll show it to you on this round. Okay, good. Okay, good. great. Nice. Let us start corrections. Begin corrections music, please, Brandon Jones. DMCA, Digital Millennium Copyright Act. I mixed mixed up the letters last week. Oh, what did you say? DCMA. Good job. That's like the DeLorean logo. The question, yeah. the question had a DCMA, and you can like, you can look, see me like look down and check it a few times while we're having that conversation. Uh, that's on me though. I gotta know that. Uh, and also, I thought it would be digital media, so now we know it's a digital millennium. Ah, Copyright cool. Act. Yeah, it's a dumb name. Uh, that game company confirmed that Sky is coming to other platforms, but did not confirm which. Just that it's first to those ah. Apple platforms. Nice. In 2015, when Google became Alphabet, it changed its motto to from don't be evil to do the right thing. Which in some cases might be evil, apparently. Yeah, the motto is now do the right thing. They clearly had some evil moments and we're like, well, you know, (laughs) you just do the right thing in every situation. The PlayStation 3 version of Okami HD is not technically 4K, so we got to stop repeating that. The okay. PlayStation 3 version? Yeah. I, it was so I remember it. I just remember that fact being touted too many times. The PlayStation 3, 3 version. version. Yeah. It's because there's four times anti-aliasing or something like that, uh-huh. so it is like it is kind of super sampling, but it's not technically 4K. 4X. Yeah. Not 4K. Yeah. Uh, many clone, troop, clone troopers managed not to abide by Order 66. Yeah. Some of them were able to fight the chip. Um, what, you got one, Brad? I'm trying to remember their names. They're all stupid because they're just Cody. Was it yeah, Cody Cody's one? like Cody. Oh, or it's all like... his friends. Yeah, fives. And fives. Stuff for like... Fives. Follow me. Yeah, Cody. <laughs> Cody. They're all in Galaxy Heroes, baby. End correction music, please. Wow. So those they were able to fight the chip. God. Cody. <laughs> I just got so mad thinking about all this. <laughs> Brad, I went 
deep into Sifo Dias last week. You did? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, man. I know yeah. a lot about him the right now. The jig's up. The jig is up. <laughs> uh, we have an update on our PewDiePie story last week. PewDiePie took down the Firewatch videos. Hope that's just the end of that story. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Please be the end. Hold on. Give me a Sifo Dias tidbit. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Give me a tidbit. <laughs> well, here's one that I, I got. We can actually add a correction onto it. I got this wrong. Uh, what's the name of Dooku? He's Darth something. Darth uh, Tyrannus. Thank you, John. Darth Tyrannus. Yeah, he's the one who actually ordered uh, the Pikes to shoot down uh, Sifo-Dyas's ship. Oh, oh. yeah. It's uh, yeah. You don't get to see a lot of Darth Tyrannus. You know, I'd like to see him at his height. Because he, he's like barely. Yeah, he's like barely in it. Yeah, and he used to be a Jedi. Kill him. Do it. And, like that's it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, Palpatine. And the actor's so cool. Too. Yeah. Oh, come on. You got Dracula, you got... Name? Sound. Anybody? Anybody? Christopher Lee. Yeah! Yeah. Come on, dude. And he fought in World War II. Yeah. Yeah, come on. He had released a metal record, too? Yeah. And then George Lucas is like, oh, I'm just going to kill him in a couple of seconds. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, George, I don't uh, know about that. Just get on your knees right there and... <laughs> <laughs> this part, uh, his name of this scene is the end of Darth Horanus. Oh, man. Oh, Anakin's going to kill you? To be complete? To be complete. Y'all remember my favorite way to start a podcast? Game announcement. What if this was the week of Tokyo Game Show? What? What if I had multiple game announcements? Tokyo no. Game Announcement wow. Show. Yes. Yes. And so, because we had Sony's press conference this week, we Uh-oh. get to play Uh-oh. a little game <gasps> called Rank. Oh, jeez. The Sacnamagats. Oh, man. Here we go. Here we go. I, have I feel I'm kind of prepared for this, actually. Why? Sometimes when we played this game, I, I missed the conference or I missed the announcement of the game. So you kind of got to go off the names. Well, like, like, that one I've, seems more yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. how I felt when each of these got announced. So. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We have eight games. We have to wow. rank the signif- significance of these eight games. Oh. Let's kick it off with Ark Park. <laughs> this is a VR version of Ark Survival Evolved. Oh. <laughs> Hard to really know what it is, oh. you know? Like It is. Uh, very low for me. I think yeah. that I think it's just low based on we don't even know how it plays. Like yeah. I mean, I'm just uh, not interested got, in arc at all anyways. We got hints in a CG trailer that did not seem gameplay like honest uh because of VR uh it is coming to Vive and Rift as well mm. uh as PSVR and that is coming in 2017. So people will be playing oh, this Arc year. Park wow. by the end of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go through these. We'll rank them. Uh, I was like, no one else get... is ranking. No, no, no. We'll get through them later. After we've we've gone through everything. Oh, uh, sorry. Spoilers. Uh, let's do let's do all the VR announcements right now, actually, because we also have Gungrave VR. Mm-hmm. Now, Gungrave, I think there was a PS2 game based yes. off Gungrave, but apparently it's more popular as an anime. And this is a VR game in which you're doing some third-person action stuff, and you're also in first-person shooting targets. I think the third person stuff might be conditional. So like it looked like there was one point where the boss like smacked him out of the arena or knocked him up in the air and so you could you're looking at at your character as you were not controlling him. Maybe some like finishing moves sure. that kind of pulls you out of the perspective. The kind so of stuff that would suck to do in first person. Yeah. It'd be too yeah, like him spinning everywhere. around or something yeah. you don't want to like suddenly do 8 through 60s. Sure. Uh, I mean, I realize going back to Ark Park, we should try to explain it because it sounds really cool right now. Just oh, a dinosaur park VR game? Heck yeah. 
Yeah, seems less of the theme park. Yeah. If I was to put my money on the table, I would yeah. say it's just you're standing here, dinosaurs are running at you, you gotta kill them all. It looks like it. It And looks a like lot it. of the advertising for ARC, they definitely play up like, you're on a raptor, like you're on a, you know, flying dinosaur, you're on a T-Rex. Yeah. This was just like Gatling guns, like assault rifles. Yeah. Which Defend like the machine the gun thing is not yeah, a big, not the first thing I think of when I think of ARC, so. Yeah. Yeah, we saw, I guess it was some sort of, like, uploading device shooting a blue beam into the sky. It's like, defend it! And like, yeah. that's what, okay. Interesting game for TGS. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. it is, actually. They, uh, in Sony's presentation, they spent a lot of time on PSVR. Yeah. They spent a big chunk on PSVR games. Yeah. Uh, let's keep doing it. We had another VR game announcement. Neko Atsume VR. Uh, and as Brad explained to me, Neko means cat. <laughs> yep. I don't I know think, what Atsume means. I think. John, or, uh, Damiani uh, cat, giggling about this. Cat time. Yeah, this is cat time. It's a cat collection game. Yeah. Uh, there's a mobile game that's pretty popular by the same name. Mm-hmm. Obviously missing the VR where you just collect cats, you feed them, you take care of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much, there was no gameplay. No gameplay. You can no see a little cartoon cat in the background. So yeah. these are not like realistic looking cats. Mm-hmm. We can just expect to collect cats, cartoon cats, with cute little faces mm-hmm. and virtual reality. Yeah. There yeah. you go. And they go as cat. Thank you, Damiani. 100%. Thank you for that confirmation. Zone of the Enders 2 VR. Crazy. The most surprising yeah. announcement yes. of the evening. Ooh, you're, this is, you're going to say this is the most surprising announcement of the evening. Yes, of the why? VR announcements. Oh, VR. VR Great. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what this is, before we get into why it's surprising, this is a uh, 4K version of Zone of the Enders 2 mm-hmm. uh, coming to uh, PlayStation 4 and PC 2 eventually. Spring of 2018, a while. It's a, it's a while out. Uh, but you can play through the entire game in VR, and this is why it's part of this presentation. Damiani, why is that surprising? Everybody it, loves Zone Enders. Obviously, this is kind no, of... No, I mean, the, yeah, that's not the surprising part. The surprising part, it's Konami, and it's Zone of the Enders. Why? Konami's a big video game publisher. Well, What's surprising about them putting out a game? Aside from soccer games and, and Yu-Gi-Oh!, they don't really make games anymore. <laughs> What, they, they, make... they, they, they just take all their games and turn them into pachinko. That's a game. Mm-hmm. That's a game. Pachinko games. Yeah, there and so it's, not video games, pachinko games. It is cool to see Konami p- recognizing the value of Zone of the Enders. Also, it's a series that was also helmed by Kojima. Oh yeah, what's he doing these days? Yeah, not working on Zone of the Enders anymore. Oh okay, he must be still be a Konami, waving that right? Konami banner. No, high. Still, not, still not a Konami. Either. No, he's at Nintendo now. Oh okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's working on Smash Brothers. So. What I deserve, I deserve that. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that is notable. It is another well, one of Kojima's games that is. It's just being ported straight up. Here it is. He's a producer on it. We should say he wasn't director of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess the not surprising thing is they want to leverage these games that they can't make any more of without possible. Either with Al Kojima or the old team, or they just don't want to touch that. It's like something that's like too like too much backlash will come if they try and make like like let Metal Gear survive. Like what's going on with they're that? They're not scared of that. Oh, they're not scared of Zone of the Enders. Where's fans Metal Gear Survive? Where, where is it again? Where, 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 what's the status on that game? I played it at E3. It yeah, exists. How, how, yeah, it exists. It's but real. Like, where's the, all these delays? What's going on with it? It's right. not delays. They've they've been very non-specific, unspecific about their release date. There's, it's like it's coming. It's taking a while for Metal Gear Survive. It's taking longer than a Metal Gear Solid game to come out. Oh, is it? Is it taking longer than Metal Gear Solid Five we'll to come out? We'll see when it comes out. out. It's going. Oh, I said a on. Metal Gear Solid oh game, goodness. not. Why are, they, why are they skipping Zone Enders 1? 
Uh, because it's like a 30 minute long game. Yeah. Um, Zone of the Enders 1 is just super short. It's like just a throw it in. tech demo. And it's kind of annoying. There are annoying parts of Zone of the Enders. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's less about like the, the fast paced like one on one combat situations, more about arcade style arena fight, mm. like fighting a bunch of things at once. And like and making it, sure that the citizens are fine. Yeah, you gotta That's, like. Those are levels I hate. Yeah, it's not the, the best. It, I, it, comes off more as like a tech demo after you finish it. And there's only the one boss fight at the very end. It's it's rough. Yeah, Yeah, everyone I knew that bought it just bought from Metal Gear demo. That's it. But backing up to the point, I guess maybe it's not so surprising that they're doing this is because it's it's an easy thing for them to put out again from a popular series, a popular game Mm -hmm. that they know fans will want to buy. Yeah. With not a lot of work. Updating it because they already had the Zone of the Enders HD collection. Yeah. Which came out. But what's interesting this. is they've actually shown some comparisons, and it does look better than HD. They actually like it's a whole different take on it, and it actually like it looks good. It mm. deserves its own name. It's actually called Anubis Mars. Uh, oh, like Mars. They'll call it probably uh, Zone of the Enders Two Mars here instead of HD or 4K or anything. There, there's other stuff they're doing with it too. I thought. I swear the trailers had like new features or new new stuff or something in it as well. All of that's graphical. So basically, the only promised things are graphical upgrades and that you can play the entirety of the game in virtual reality. Nice. Yeah. Sounds pretty significant. Big okay, Viper. we'll see. We'll see, Jones. That Big was Viper. Damiani's biggest surprise. For VR. For, for VR. VR. For VR. I th- okay. Okay. I think we're done with VR announcements. I got some more. Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Two. Mm-hmm. This is a team battle action game. Uh, in which you are a, a man, which was presented, uh, who gets to hop into a Gundam. Please understand, this is something that excites me greatly. I understand. <laughs> oh, I understand. Because I think a lot Please of be excited. A lot of Gundam games are just about you're kind of you're just the Gundam, and so you don't really get that sense ever that I'm piloting this Gundam. I'll say this gave me a sense of scale. Yes. With Gundams. Yes. Like. Because, you know, we play Gundam games all the time. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like you're in a huge robot. Yeah. But when he's on the ground running mm-hmm. around, you see, the, like, the Gundam fighting the Zaku. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Scale. Absolutely. Yes, Jones. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Let them be giant robots. Yes. Heck yeah. Uh, I definitely had to Google Battle Operation 1. Uh, Gundam Battle Operation 1. D- was not familiar with it. It's a free-to-play PS3 game that's uh, a multiplayer game. Was it Japan only? Japan only. Never made it to the States. Uh, so... I don't. It's not been confirmed whether Battle Operation Two will be free to play or really many details about it. Uh, just that 2018 thing, and so we don't have a ton of details on it. But a very enticing trailer, I may say. I might say. Do they say anything about it? if the West will get it? No. Okay. Probably not. It's Brad. But hopefully. Why would it's hurting they? It's significant. It's right coming. Now. It's coming. Okay. It's coming. Okay. It's coming. Okay. What'd you say, Damiani? Turning its significance if it's not coming out in the West. Yeah. It's, well, it's not, not. Like, we don't know for sure that it's not. Well, Zone of the Enders is going to come out in the West for sure. It Definitely. is. Zone of the Enders, yeah. Wait, are you, are you trying to campaign for Zone of the Enders number one? I'm right just now? saying, like, okay. I'm trying to. Um, these, right? are, these are elements I'm using to judge okay. the, the rankings. Great. Being transparent. Uh, here's a strange one A certain magical index cross virtual on. So, uh, <laughs> this is a PS4 Vita game. This is coming out also in 2018. A Certain Magical Index is an anime that I'm not familiar with. I think it started off as a visual novel first. That might be fair because apparently these two franchises have already crossed over in a light novel. Uh, Light novel, yeah. uh, In, I can't remember the year. Uh, Years past. I think it was 2016. Uh, Well, that would have, 2015. They were in a light novel together. I don't know what a light novel is. I gotta be honest with you. Is it just like a, not a lot of words? Is that the idea? 
I don't know. I've never, read one. I've never read one. So Big I don't know. font. <laughs> Big font. Uh, so anyway, uh, Virtual Lawn is a really cool old arcade game in which two giant robots fought each other. Mm-hmm. And Brad, they felt like, we're talking about giant robots, they felt like giant Scale. robots because of the arenas. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here we have uh, preteens, uh, kids. They're the new pilots of the Virtual On. Like we said, it's robots. Digimon with... Uh... It's very Digimon. It's Digimon with virtual on robots. Because they don't get inside of them, Brad. They, yeah. can, they control them with little Vita controllers in their hand. In their oh, phones. no, it's Beyblade now. It's Beyblade. It's Beyblade. It's Beyblade scale. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beyblade. They Beybladed virtual on. And so while I definitely wanted to see another virtual on game, it's weird to see it done like this. It's like a weird monster version yeah, it's of what it used to be. It's yeah. the price of bringing it back. It's the price. Yeah. It's the price. Just virtual. I just picture virtual just weeping. The original one. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, "Kill me!" I was so yeah. cool once. Would you yeah. have taken a 4K VR virtual on you release? Bet. There's no such thing as 4K VR. Oh, like you you mean like Zone of the Enders, yes, which is 4K yes, and VR? Yes, I meant them as separate things, like with 4K and yeah. with VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's kind of funny to think about is. A lot of the appeal of the giant robots is also seeing how cool they look. And when you're in first person, you don't know. Yeah. You don't even know how cool you look. Yeah, you get to see the other person. Yeah. You get to see the inside, all the controls and stuff, maybe. That is cool. Oh, yeah, man. There you go. Oh, man. Please. Mm. Please. Earth Defense Force. Iron Rain also announced. Still Uh, kicking. So here's what's crazy about this. This is another Earth Defense Force game. And Earth Defense Force 5 is still unreleased. (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, uh, this seems like a, a better version of Earth Defense Force 5. It was shocking watching it live because Earth Defense Force 5 is an Earth Defense Force game. <laughs> Janky, you could say. Bad frame rate. Uh, bad textures. Uh, but it still looks fun. It looks like a blast. looks wacky. There's just plenty of things going on. And then later on in this very press conference, we see this game announced. Um, Yukes, by the way, developing this, who basically just does like WWE games and like other weird oddball games. Really? Yeah. Um, uh, Unreal Engine might might be explaining why this looked smooth. This looked nice. It looks like a nice looking mm-hmm. uh, uh, Earth Defense Forest game. Jones, what do you remember from this announcement? Um, from that one specifically, uh, was that the one with the 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 square off with the giant mech at the end. That's it's five. It's like, what are these that's trailers the do not have a giant mech at the yeah, end Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five is the, the janky one that's allowed to have giant things and giant toads and freaky stuff. Uh, Iron Rain had everybody look much more serious. They were all more military-like. Yeah. Uh, muted colors and had the dramatic story. Yeah. That's just like, if you can hear this, much more get back out heavy, there and yeah. fight. You got a gun. Yes. You got a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, I, I, I have to be honest, those, those two... The games kind of bled together. It's fine. It's, it's tough fine. for me to it's separate them. a fair perspective, them. Jones. You know what? Honestly, that's fair. <laughs> I, I don't think the more I remember about this uh, Iron Iron Rain, uh, it will increase the significance for me. I think I'm pretty... My significance of Earth Defense Force is pretty locked you in. You know exactly where it is. Yeah. I'm curious. We'll start with that. So am I. We got more to... That'll be our anchor. We have one more game to talk about. Left Alive. Mm-hmm. More robots. More robots. It's Japan, man. No, I know. It just... <laughs> They're all robots. So, yeah, it's weird. We're calling this a spiritual successor to Front Mission because Square Enix is publishing it. Uh, However, it is not a turn-based strategy robot game or mech game. i got to stop calling them robots. Oh, really? Yeah, it is, Brad. It's a survival Survival. shooter. Yeah. Oh, I did read that, and I was like, what does that even mean? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, What we do know, though, is the director... 
Toshifumi and Nabashima has been doing Armored, armored Core, core yeah. That's that's from Armored Core. So you Did they can, say which Armored Core? Uh no, but I think like the series. Basically the mainline series. Uh Okay. Uh, we have okay. the producer Shinji Hashimoto from Final Fantasy. Oh, I didn't realize he's Kingdom Hearts as well. Um, co-created it. Co-created Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Hashimoto. Mm-hmm. Get ready for that drama. I have a newfound respect for that man. <laughs> okay. I really okay. That's cool. I, yeah, that's cool. All right. Uh, the mech designer is Takayuki Yanase, who did uh, yeah. the mechs from Xenoblade Chronicles yeah. X. Oh. Yeah, as well as some mm-hmm. anime. Uh, Gundam yeah. actually. Yeah, Gundam did- Double Zero. Oh, I've seen that one. Whoa, really? I think that's the one with the sniper Gundam. How fun would it be to design Gundams? Oh. The dream. Oh, the dream. Just to, I'm a mech designer. Hi, I'm a mech designer. <laughs> you get hired onto projects just to design mechs. Cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, character art by Yoji Shinkawa, who you might Sick. know from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Artwork. What a team. Yeah. What artwork, yeah. And the so, promotional artwork looked straight out of Metal Gear. Yeah. Straight yeah. out of Metal oh, yeah. Gear. I, yeah. I thought it would be copy-pasted for a second. I was mm-hmm. like, surely I've seen that art somewhere. <laughs> well, very big boss-like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. some guy with it's silver style, hair. Though, good like, move, yeah. Square. It's a good style. Very yeah. Broke. Uh, it's cool to me to see Square Enix assemble another little super team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ben called it the, the next Nier Automata, the Nier Automata of 2018. I get it. Mm. I, I totally get that. I think that's a fair okay. comparison. Like the Square Certainly Enix. Certainly treat it as a very big deal in that press conference. Yeah. When that trailer started, I was like, oh, here, this is something. How'd the like, trailer start? Uh, you open in a hallway, and then. What, kind uh, of, what do you mean a hallway? Just a, a hallway in a hotel room. Oh, okay. Uh, green walls, uh, wooden paneling, just like kind of fancy, but like nobody's in there. You don't see anybody walking around. Sure. And then uh, bullets very lightly, just, you know, kind of like. Uh, shrapnel or like clearly there's some fight going on outside and this was just kind of like rogue bullets that just flew into this building uh, and then you look to your left and the whole wall has been blown out the city is not in good shape and a couple of these robots are, are flown in from aircraft or I think they're helicopters but they might yeah, be some kind giant, of like futuristic like aircraft her- helicopters, yeah. and so that's what I kind of dig going into it is that like a f- uh, some fight has already happened and we have lost. So when you say it's a survival shooter, left alive. I wonder if you're kind of going block by block, you know, just trying to like so take cool. back the city. In like yeah. a mech's hunting you or something the whole time? Yeah. No, I'm in a mech. I'm in a mech. I mean, you're going to get in a mech, mech. Yeah. But there's going to be a mech attacking you when Stoked you're like running gameplay. around. Which would be awesome. If you're awesome. gathering resources and trying to think, oh, what do I want to spend on? Do I want to mm-hmm. have more capacity in my gun or do I want to have more power or do I want to have more defense or what, yes. you know? Yes, John. Fix the mech. Yep. Fix that mech. Just slowly piecing Dude. it together as you're fighting back, Dude. taking the city back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Could be cool. Yeah. It's Square Enix. Yeah. Square no. Enix, who, you know, had for a long time only made Final Fantasy 13 games. <laughs> you know, just like, just making more Final Fantasy 13. It's just cool. It's cool to see them make new IP. New IP, baby. Yeah, that's very, Always very cool. Always down. Uh, and hiring a team that has some pedigree. It's really, really cool. Clearly a team that loves mechs. Yes. That's a mech level. Who doesn't love mechs? Brandon. What? Don't, <laughs> what's wrong with mechs, dude? Nothing. I just don't, don't, don't have the experience with those games. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We mean giant robots. What oh. is your problem with the mechanical suits? I, I don't have a problem. I just don't have a lot of experience. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, Jones, you said you know exactly where Earth Defense Force Iron Rain goes in our eight. Where, I don't need it? to know more, more specifics about yeah. the game to gauge where it is. We're amongst. anchoring it. Where does it go? Um, so there's eight total? Yes. I think right in the middle. I think so about a four, four or five. five. Which one? Possibly a six. I'll go five. Okay. Does anyone disagree with that? Uh, I need to remember the list again. Okay. So back, going like, back through. I feel like the only VR game that should be maybe in the top four or five is 
uh, Zone of the Enders. Right, and it's not even just a VR game. Mm, yeah. Okay, so, so going back through, we got Mobile Suit... Time to rank this. Okay, so we have uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2. Hi. Arc right, Park. <laughs> Gungrave VR. Zone of the Enders 2 VR. By the way, that's not the official name. The official right. name is like Anubis Mars. Uh, Neko Atsume VR. That's probably like eight. A certain magical index cross virtual on. Ooh, that's a nice nine or ten. <laughs> yeah, Earth Defense Slowly Force, Iron Rain, and Left Alive. Left Alive's number one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easy number one. Easy yeah, number, number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. Oh, le- yeah. yeah, Left yeah. Alive. I think we just put that number one, no question. Yeah, Naked yeah. Atsume is eight. Yes. Which one, really? Naked Atsume. Dude, over, ca- over Arc Park? Under Arc Park, I mean? Cat Time. Yeah, you're putting I lo- that at number I lo- eight. I love cats, but like, cat like, as a game, it's just like... Oh, no. Jones? You want to? Well, keep- you think about. I mean, you really like that fishing game. Yes. You know, and you thought that was a a, a worthy successor to Final Fantasy 15, <laughs> as far as like something they could take out. Hold on, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that you this you were like, oh, this is a cool part that was. This is not a game that came with VR. Yeah. Uh, and now they have taken this thing out of the game and added it to a VR mode. Uh, and so I think Arc Park could potentially be really cool. Like okay. it could potentially oh, yeah. look I didn't call it a, and run a lot better. I didn't call than, it a worthy successor. No, but just like a, a, a smart <laughs> use of the license. Okay. You enjoyed what they did with the license. Yes, like, that's true. You you that's you, you enjoyed it ironically and unironically. Yeah, that's true. It was, and it's both. It absolutely yeah. is Arcs both. six or seven. Uh, okay. With your okay. virtual on, probably. I'm, yeah, I'm no no higher than six. So with I mean, arc, like, I, I, Gungrave's in a weird spot. Oh yeah, Gungrave. Maybe Gungrave at seven and Arc at six. I think that might be right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then because Gungrave could be five. super fun, but it could also be not great. Yeah. Just too much going on, like. Yeah, then virtual on right after all those. Yeah, yeah. And then zone of the enders. Wait, hold on. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. virtual on. Yeah, I guess we put that there. I guess I would have loved to trash on that virtual on game, but I think y'all don't like Same. the VR stuff. So yeah, we can we can put virtual on at five. I mean, I was fine with virtual on being high. Like okay, so Jones, was... that means that now we can actually bump up Iron Rain to four. Okay. Okay. Right. We're cool with that. Sure. All right. Oh, then your operations Gundam operations to scale. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we have three left. We have Zone of the Enders 2, Mobile Suit Gun to Battle Operation, oh, and Left Alive. And so, it really, it's about which one's higher. Uh, the so, Left Alive wasn't number one? What was number it one? Is one? It is. Left oh, okay. Alive's number one. So, we're, we're just debating between three and two right now. And it's, I think is, Zone of the Enders for number two. Because uh, just having that in VR, like a known quantity, yeah. and a, a, something I think that's to get sure. people who might not have already taken the dive into VR, that's, like, that's a good Hail, Hail Mary effort there. It's like... We're like kind of like lobbing this at you. Like, if you haven't tried VR, like how how much more enticing can we get than yeah. like this? That was a very smooth panel. That may have been the fastest ranking of significance we've had yet on the podcast. And here it is: number eight, Nekoatsume VR. Number seven, Gungrave VR. Number six, Arc Park. Number five, a magical a certain magical index cross virtual on. Number four, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Number three, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2. Number two, Zone of the Enders 2 VR. And number one, most significant game of TGS so far, Left Alive. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Before we wrap up TGS, before we talk about wrap up Sony at TGS, I would like to talk about Monster Hunter World. Talk to me about it. Because mm-hmm. that is how they ended the press conference. They had a lot to say about it. They launched new hardware. They got a special edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted us to pre-order. And, <laughs> to uh, reserve. Draft those reserve. No, no one said pre-order. They yeah, were like, yeah. uh, please, you reserve your copy now. Um, and I think the biggest bomb that was dropped there is the release date. January 28th, 2018. 
which is practically 2017. 28th or 26th. It's practically next month. I think I wrote down 28th. Is it 26th? I don't know. Prove it, ticket. I think I'm Ben gonna, said 26. I'm going to hand this right over. I think you're probably right. I bet. I bet that I wrote that down. Hastily. We still have that. Uh, Brad, you just watched rewatched the trailer. Rewatched. That was my first time seeing it. Oh, that was your first time seeing that trailer. Yeah, I've never seen it. So this is, I'd say, a way better trailer than E3. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I got a more sense of what the game was about, actually. 26. 26. Well done, Dominic. From what I remember, E3 was just him kind of, like, leaping around and stuff in the jungle. I'm like, okay, this looks like more monster. Like, that's fine, though. Uh But this, like, showed... Looked like a story and like characters like mm-hmm. talking about something like I was like what what is this? It's atypical of Monster. It, yeah, we like yes. this looks like a JRPG. Yes, it's on it's on consoles. Yes, which not very many of the Monster Hunter games have been on console. They very they few. have a very long some history like of being PS2 portable. Games, right? Yeah, PS2. Yeah, which a lot some of them were Japanese only. Yeah, uh, PSP and Wii U. And, and then it came over like Wii, Wii Wii U. Yeah, and then 3DS mm-hmm. and it's kind of like been like well, that. What's the Switch one coming out? Uh, double, but that's already X-X. been on. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Right, this is not a port. This is yeah, double gotcha. boss is like another yeah. port. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this is like on like arguably like the most powerful hardware. So like they're pushing it visually. No, no, no. no. Uh, Xbox uh, One X is most powerful. How dare you? Peace. Is coming to PC? I think they said it. On oh, it a later is. Date. It is coming on yeah. PC. Okay. I was wait, like, wait oh, a second. no, we have no PC date confirmed. No, no date yet. Yeah, I don't even know if it's uh, prove a ticket. Is Maserano World coming to PC? I think, it, I think it is. I think it, I think it will. I think it the double prove it. I do think it is, okay, it, but we don't have a date for it, so excuse me for that. Okay, anyway, well, continue going on. The, the PS4 and Xbox One are above Switch. Like it's not coming out on the on one of the more significantly underpowered systems compared like to that generation. Yeah. So the, they're because they're pushing the graphic fidelity of that game. It looks really good. Like Monster Hunter games looked okay, but you could like there were some of the animation they stuff. They looked like 3DS games. They, yeah, they exactly, weren't yeah. even like the console ones weren't the greatest looking games. Mm-hmm. They they were going more for like the, the, scale. the, the yeah the scale, the yeah. experience rather than like pushing the and the AI. Really pushing the AI of the, mm-hmm. the monsters and stuff rather than the technical aspect of the the visuals. They weren't really pushing that. Jones has an update for PC us. PC not confirmed yet. Okay. Ooh. Release date not confirmed. Okay. Conf- oh. Console, yeah, yeah. Okay. Release confirmed, but not the date. That, uh, so PC the 26 is, is specifically for Xbox so One. So it is going to PC So it is no Xbox date. One on the 26th of Correct. Well? Okay. Ooh, so the power, most powerful. There you go. Yeah, it is coming to the most powerful console on the 26th. There you go. Um, so that's like a big thing. Brad said the story is like a huge thing because it's usually like, oh, you, you're the new hunter in town. Oh, cool. Uh, there's a threat around here. Yeah, we need you to take care of it. Uh, earn your keep and go go out and kill stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's like pretty much like the premise of most of the games. Right. Very loose premise. Yeah. I don't even like You just play until you feel good. Yeah. And they've been advancing the mechanics for a while now taking like a, like a step with each game of adding new thing like climbing on the monsters and then mm-hmm. riding them and then you know different types of adding weapons yeah, yeah. like they've been doing that slowly over the last few years this feels like the culmination of it oh and, and, and the the enemy designs i know some of them look like a little bit like older ones but some of them looked really freaking unique like, yes they were yeah. borrowing like uh one of them like the the Bird, not the bird, like the ba- the bat looking one, the white balloon bat. bat. Yeah. Yes, like that balloon thing has been in, in other ones before, mm-hmm. but like it's it's like a new looking enemy. And I'm sorry if these are old ones. I just didn't play that Monster Hunter game, yeah. but they looked much better in this one, even if they were older ones. Yeah. Like they they were really good. They were shining in and this the, trailer. And then, yes. as you said, the scale. Yes, we. I'm assuming some of those were giant titan like monsters coming out of the ground and something yeah. like that volcano part. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's like here we go. Uh, God of War scale. We got some yeah. good stuff here. Uh, teamwork here. 
there. Mm-hmm. The big battles, big scale raid battles. Raid battles. Raid battles. World. Mm-hmm. There go. you go. Count on it. Um, Draft your tweet. I feel like I agree with what a lot of people are saying, that this is the one that they're gearing the most towards breaking that wall that they failed to break so many times before in terms of making the series successful outside of Japan. And I like think- achieving that like blockbuster sales. Yeah. Yeah. And this does it. This trailer sells a story. I think it sells a vibe. Did for me? Yeah. How about you, Jones? Are you sold on Monster Hunter? Totally sold. Yeah. Uh, I was sold. I played it at PAX. Loved the demo. Uh, was very intrigued from you know the announcement at uh, E3 this year at Sony's press conference there. And I just I just loved this trailer. And I and I think a lot of people get excited. They get frustrated. I remember when we would uh, be scoring trailers back in the day. And there'd be a gameplay trailer that I was not excited about, and people that were were excited about the game were like, this was so great, you know, the, all the stuff that they showed. Like, I liked the stuff that they showed. And it's tough because I'm like, well, you have to understand the, the context that you're in where you recognize a lot of these things. Yeah. And like, you know, you were saying, Damiani, like, I'm seeing all of these monsters and they feel new. It's like, that just, that right there felt like a reveal of like, here, look at this crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe I'm wrong that, you know, like, there might be some fan sitting next to me that's like, oh, come on, that thing's been in, you know, I'm t- tired of that design. Yeah. Just did not feel that way. Like, I really was confident watching it. Like, this f- all feels like really new stuff. The guy jumping off the cliff, you're like, what are you doing? And then the, the gust of wind carries him up. Oh, the little squirrel suit? Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's just so many surprises and it just had such a great pace to it. And they did a good job of really kind of isolating the story moments and not having Having it just be like monster platforming story bit, monster platforming story bit. You know, like it just flowed really realistically. I loved the introduction of some of the environments, and it was neat because we were talking and listening while we were watching through the press conference, and so we just watched it again. And so picking up the little dialogue options, I didn't realize it was in English. Mm-hmm. And so actually describing the cities that they're walking into and the different types of NPCs you're seeing and what they do, what their responsibilities are. Yeah. Really getting a sense that the the, the wheels that make this world turn, you know, and, and your place in it. Panel, I think... I think this, I think Monster Hunter World is the biggest budget Capcom title of this year or next. Pro- probably. Yes. I'm, I'm looking sure. at this trailer and I'm seeing yeah. dollar bills. Huge uh, investment so huge far in the market. Budget. I feel yeah. like, yeah, this is a this is an important game for them. Like, they need it to sell. Yeah. But it's clear they spent a lot of, a lot of money. And I think Sony loves it. Mm-hmm. I think they are dancing that there's a Monster Hunter game on their console. Okay, oh, yeah. they, they want to push this, even if it's going to be on their things, because they lost Monster Hunter to Nintendo for several years. Yeah. Like, oh, thanks. You know, this thing was popular the generation before on our platforms. Now it's on Nintendo platforms. We want it back. And that would, had been the rumor for a while that, like, Sony was going aggressively hard yes. after Monster Hunter because... I it, think they spent some money on be, this. Because it's so important to their home territory. They're yeah. like, we need this here. Like, it is a huge deal for, like, our console and our platforms to have this on here. Like, my, it, be, it being on Xbox uh, One One X is good for the rest of the world, but that doesn't really much mean yeah. much in Japan. Right. The rumor is they said, we don't care what you put it on. Except for the, the Switch. Keep it off Nintendo's platform. Just keep pla- it off the oh, Keep it off the Nintendo platforms, period. Yes. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And like that's that's the exclusivity <laughs> deal they paid for, is what the rumor is. Obviously, we can't confirm that. But it seems to be true. Everything about that rumor turned out to be true, basically. <laughs> uh, so that's pretty crazy, yeah. Well, they'll know it'll sell better than on PlayStation than Xbox. Like, that fan base oh, will right. buy it. Oh, yeah. Just like it's, every other yeah, yeah, yeah. Japanese game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see a handful of like a small group buying it on Xbox One X just to be like, it's the best. I think in the US console. it'll do fine. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I think it'll be in fine. In the US here. it'll be fine, but yeah, I, I, like I forgot, 15 like, came out on Xbox. Yeah, yeah PS4 is gonna, it's gonna it's gonna be a wide margin of PS4 being the best selling version for that game. Yeah, yeah. it's cool though. I'm, I'm very excited for it. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I, great I, man. Like you said, Damiani, I think this is the one. I, I think 
It's like it's like it'll be the Final Fantasy VII of Monster Hunter. It's, it's the one where like everybody the entry point for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my first Monster Hunter game. Cool. Then it'll come back to Switch. Well, I mean, like I think. Also, back to that rumor, the Switch will have its games. It'll have its XX. And so there'll be basically two franchises running together with Monster mm-hmm. Hunter going forward. But, yeah, actually that rumor stated that this was to be a numbered Monster Hunter. And that, like, Sony really wanted the franchise on their console. And I don't know what happened when it was announced. Well, maybe they'll world. get, like, World 2 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but they don't want an offshoot. They're like, we all Monster Hunter's on us. You know what I mean? But Maybe they're like, it will make it yeah. a bigger deal than the normal numbers. Like, story yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. It does differentiate itself. Yeah. Panel, I'm so excited. We get to play a new game today Ooh, as well. a new one? Yes. Brand new shiny. Brand new shiny. What is that? saying it's brand new and shiny okay uh because this week insomniac games updated their logo they have a new logo this week we're playing you go new logo or (laughs) no no go with the old logo ah now oh do y'all hear that oh that's unfortunate (laughs) it sounds like it's podcast halftime so fired up to play that game i know dang (sighs) gotta do what you gotta do yep we, we can't control podcast halftime. Mm-mm. Like, we're... Just, just be clear, yeah. That's what it is. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of September. Iron Harvest, a real-time strategy game for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, currently in development at King Art Games. Join their community and help them bring the alternate reality of 1920-plus to life. Hoaglaw Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hoag started Hoaglaw to bring more than a decade of experience to, to companies like yours and is proud to support the allies. Check them out at www.hoaglaw.com. Jojo Dent Co., your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you're currently an Easy A patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at Fastmower if you would like to have your minor door dings repaired free of charge. Would love an update on that. If just Please. anyone, if one person, anyone, does, just tell photos. us. Even if you're Please. slightly photos. outside of Denver, make yes. it happen. L. Fanis. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information, or check them out on Kickstarter. Mango. iKeyless. Need a new car key or remote? iKeyless.com has been in the key replacement business since 2002. Check them out today and they can help save you up to 75% off of the dealership's prices. If you type in offer code EZA at checkout, you'll get 15% off of your order. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsor. Thank you. Our next story I want to do before we get into love and respect is a brief one. Uh, it's not controversial. It's not too spicy, but it's so interesting. Incredibly interesting to me. Here's how this all starts. Uh, in July, July of this year, 2017, uh, modern community at switchbrew.org discovered in the firmware of the Nintendo Switch an emulator, an NES emulator named Flog. That was it. You know, it's like we got to figure out more about this. Then, this week, some more information was uncovered. Flog is actually golf. Flog is just the NES game golf. 
on the Switch firmware. Mm-mm. Everybody who bought a Switch has the NES game Golf on their consoles. Christ, no one realized that. This is it's golf backwards. It's golf backwards. Flog <laughs> is golf backwards. I wouldn't have, like, I saw an NES emulator. It's named Flog. I'm like, what is that? It's also a word. Too deep. There's no way I would get Flog there. Flog something. You know? Yeah. Um, here's the weird thing about it. It has prompts for motion controls. So it is an NES. I didn't know that. Yeah. That you can actually, you can use the Joy-Cons to swing the golf club within NES Golf on your Switch. Then. At that point, we, don't know, we still don't know what the deal is. I, this is so weird. Uh, basically, I frantically check, like, NeoGAF and check Twitter uh, after we record our, our, our streams to make sure I didn't miss any news before <laughs> the podcast strikes. Turns out they figured out how to f- access golf on the Switch that everybody has. It has to be... It's everybody's golf? You're right, because not everyone has a Switch. That's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the BM. <laughs> Uh, So, here's the crazy thing. If it is July 11th, if your Switch thinks it is July 11th, which is the day that Satoru Iwata, former president and CEO of Nintendo, uh, if it is July 11th, and with the Joy-Cons, you make the Nintendo Direct motion, that is when the game starts. (laughs) Directly to you. Yes. And that was just discovered today. Whoa. That is how you access this game. That's crazy. Now, uh, if you ever connected your Switch to the internet and try to tell it it's July 11th Switch, it's going to know this won't work. The rest of us who have connected our Switches will have to wait until July 11th to oh. figure this out for ourselves oh, wow. to play golf, NES golf on our Switches. I wonder if Nintendo thought we'd have figured this out by July 11th. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's more than enough time. Mm-hmm. And we, we all failed them. Yeah. Um, oh, I wonder the same, Jones. Like, oh. Yeah. Somebody's no. got to do this, right? The tribute, no. That's right. Like, what? Uh, gah. I need to know more. Again, I'm just picking up these clues. Uh, the uh, Props to the modding community who are hacking through these things or discovering these things as we speak. Uh, but yeah, that is crazy. That is Imagine that cryptic crazy. Nintendo tweet that didn't happen but could have on July 11th. It's mm-hmm. like, really? Yeah. Nobody? Okay. Um, like, what? <laughs> and I'm sorry, again, don't have all the good research. I can't be like fully into this story. Uh, but... I wondered why, like, the death date, why not his birth date? Uh, apparently, like, that's, it's good to use the death date. It's like a, it's, it, to put this into the console, it's like a, a good luck thing. Mm. It's like a way to honor his death and, oh. and a way for, like, Iwata's good vibes to be in every Switch console. And so I don't think they care whether we know how to access it or not. Mm. I think that, like, basically the idea is that just, like, it's, uh, I don't, I, you know, I, I wish I read more on it, but yeah, uh, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's There's, just the I love everything thing. about that story. Yep. Feel free to send me extensive corrections. We'll get it right next week. But I just wanted to talk about that this week. I think that's that's pretty pretty amazing. That's yeah. Good. What a, I mean. What a tribute. What a tribute. I I like thinking of like Easter eggs within consoles. I think of just I don't know like the GameCube having alternate sound effects. Is it like if you're like holding down things on the controllers? Oh yeah. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of cool. Yeah, I can't think of any other firmware Easter eggs. Oh, uh, I think one of the systems, 3DS or two, or we had act- actually had Tataka song in it, but it took forever. Oh, don't you start with Tataka song. Don't you dare. <laughs> the nerve. <laughs> the nerve <laughs> to bring that up. <laughs> you think I'll let you fool me again? <laughs> I'll fool you for sure. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, 
yeah, man. Uh, what else did I think of? I had one just in that second. A, a, a weird little Easter egg in, in hardware. I don't know. I guess just the alternate colors on Game Boy Color, though that was kind of advertised. Yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's a really cool one. I, uh, this is the best. The best of all time. Oh, because apparently Iwata coded that game. Yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Coded golf on NES. By oh. himself. God, that's too cool. That's too cool. That's really cool, yeah. That's the coolest thing in the world. That's it right there. Can't wait for July 11th. I'm going to wave in my Joy-Cons. You're going to forget. You're right. You're gonna Will forget. we have... <laughs> We're going to tweet console. it out from Japan, but it's going to be late when yeah. you get the tweet. And then, yeah. Will we have Virtual Console by then? Brad, this conversation... Will this be the only this NES? This is a good vibes conversation. Okay. This is, yes. I'm not, not willing to have that conversation. All right. <laughs> it's now time for love and respect. <laughs> Love and respect. respect. Ooh, someone went deep and it sounded good. That was me. Nice chance. <laughs> we had almost took the detour. We away. had at least. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was bracing for it. Brad and I want to be on the same wavelength. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't sense it. We're not doing it. Yeah. So you were on the same wavelength. You were sensing. We were both we thinking were, about it. I was like, this might be the moment. Uh, to let everyone in, uh, Damiani and Brad, before we started recording, came up with alternate lyrics to the Love and Respect song. That were um, insensitive. Insensitive to the Red Eagles. I Combative. Would say. Yes. You would. You would say <laughs> Red Eagles suck. No, that's not. No. <laughs> it's not right. It's not right. Uh, we had a, at least three love and respect questions and topics about lawbreakers this week. Really? Yeah. I decided to pick one. Let's yeah. get in it. Good thing. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. one. Hi, allies. Hope all is well. After the recent release of Lawbreakers, I'm very curious to understand why the title failed the way it did. I've heard several theories from other outlets, and it made me wonder a few things about game releases in general. Would love your thoughts on the below. Number one, how important is price relative to perceived value? Would Lawbreakers have sold better if it was a fully priced $60 title? Let's stop there. Let's talk about that right now. Was the fact that this is a $30 game, did that hurt this game? Hmm, I don't know, man. I can't imagine why it would. If a game's cheaper and that's bad for it, I mean, Overwatch sold was forty dollars on PC and sixty on consoles, and it sold well though on PC. Like yeah. that's the main platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that is enough. Like that perception of a cheaper price or even going to free to play, I don't think that's enough on its own to doom any game. Like I, I don't, I don't think that's a like I don't think that was it. For, yeah. Especially in this case. I, I don't think that was it at all. I do think though that thirty is in a real weird space between sixty and zero. I, I almost think that it would have been a strong choice to pick one or the other. Was um that Ratchet and Clank game thirty? Forty. It was forty. Mm -hmm. Okay. I almost feel like f maybe forty would have been a better price, going higher by ten more dollars. Because I feel like there are games that release at that thirty nine ninety nine price point, mm -hmm. which seems to be I don't know. And they do like, fun. I, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily buy that argument. I, I know for past several years the argument against free to play games like that, like people need to st stop ragging on them, like this this mentality of that they're cheaper games. Uh, like Sounds cheap, serious, yeah. Like, Sounds cheaper, serious, yeah. like cheaper made games. Yeah. That, like you're not getting a quality experience playing those. Uh huh. Uh, at some point I feel like a lot of us had that mentality, but then we time and time again you're proven wrong by outliers there are games that have clearly proven doesn't matter if you're free to play you can be like a huge game mm. in fact you can be the biggest game in the world yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> right. by, by being free to play it's not but i think 
maybe that alludes to the the, the real problem. Or well, we'll go. Well, right now we're just talking about price. Oh, yeah, we'll get we'll to, get some to other it later. Problems. But like, I don't think it's the price. Sure. I really don't for the, for lawbreakers. Let me ask you one last thing then, uh, because it was announced and talked about as a free to play game for a while. Uh, initially, lawbreakers mm. in this case, did it hurt for it suddenly to become a thirty dollars? That game? might have, in my opinion. If you're pushing something early on as something and you're setting yeah. expectations. I mean, it depends when they broke that or, or they, they changed that. Uh, I think it was after they got a publisher, to be honest with you, but I can't, oh, okay. I can't yeah. pin down the dates. It, it depends. Like, yeah, it depends how soon it was. If it was very close to between that announcement and release. It wasn't. There okay. was time. There if was definitely enough time. time yeah. Then that shouldn't have hurt it too much, but it definitely probably had some impact yeah. with some people. Because some people just make up their minds. Oh, you said free to play. Great. I'll try that when it comes out. Then later you hear, wait, it costs 30, 40 bucks now. Uh, Nah, I'm sorry. I'm you out. have to prove it. You definitely yeah. have to prove something because when people hear this is a free to play game, they have an expectation, and for you to add on top of that, they're like, okay, prove to me why it's 30. exactly yeah, like yeah. if you were touting it as possibly a free to play. Now you yeah. want people to pay up front. It's like what? Why? Why do you change? justify to me? You know, make you could justify that cost to me now because yeah. you were talking about you were gonna you thought it was good enough to just do free to play transactions, but now you're not so sure. Like yeah. I can see some people coming into it with that angle. Okay, let's get to number two. How important is seasonality relative to a game's success? Should a game always avoid releasing alongside other high-profile titles, or are there any scenarios you can think of where that would be beneficial? Oh, man. I don't think it released around anything, really. I think it was kind of on its own. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch was doing its summer games thing. I yeah, but that... Overwatch has been out yeah. for a while. Overwatch did have a giant update, like, that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same exact day. I think they and had, like, the... Like, like the a PTR shot the coming up with like a new hero or something like that. What's up? I think there was like something on the PTR with like a brand new hero. Or What's something a like PTR? That. Public test realm, where you could like test stuff out, like stuff that's not oh, gotcha, in the gotcha, game gotcha. live yet. Okay, thank you, thank you. I need these. I need these. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brad. That's okay. um, who was the indie developer recently who said uh, basically they needed to get their game out soon? Like they were. Someone's asking why didn't they delay their release till next year. And they made the argument that like that's not always the best for indie developers, which is not the point. The point was they said it's becoming more and more each year. There isn't a good time anymore where it's like oh it's an empty space. So you you're just gonna have that week or that month to yourself. Everyone's yeah. like back in the day we're like just release in summer, nothing comes out. Right. That was like, a, games going on that summer. was the email blood sent to us, and I don't think we can make that public. Okay, I, yeah. I don't want to say that. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's I didn't know. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. sorry, that's we didn't say the game. Um, then there was something in like the the like everyone's like oh go well, about the beginning of the year January and February then like yeah. games started coming out then it's like uh, okay well now Q one is swamped it's like yeah. what quarter is not swamped anymore or what They're month all what now it's like, it's not in the weeks every week is like packed and everyone's like oh twenty seven is like an exception it might be exception for quality but I don't think it's gonna be exception to rule going forward in terms of like quantity I, I right. think it's just welcome to everyone's making ga- more people are making games than ever Zelda was hot for months and months and months and months I mean there was no like I don't, I don't really think there was that like oh huge Zelda launch and then the what? next month it was just kind of like man it's not that big of a game anymore. Oh like, gotcha. You know it's like if if you had released the month after Zelda you're in the clear now. It's like no people are still buying that game mm-hmm. and playing it yeah. and choosing yeah. not to play your game because they're still making their way through this huge game. Um, so yeah, I don't think I just don't think there's a guaranteed win. I don't know if it it, it matters as much when you release compared to other big releases. But I think other similar there's two things other similar games yeah try not to release too close in a window to a, a game that you're competing with if you can that's the thing but that's not I don't think it's more for service games it's more for like the single like the 
the standalone release type games like the the Assassin's Creed type games or the the Zelda games or the RPG type games like don't release two big RPGs next to each other you're going head to head like Nino yeah. Kuni getting bumped out of the end of like no like November because like hum Xenoblade might be launching that time like let's not have those two big ones But I think you you can even say cross genre so let's say you're an indie uh, RPG let's say you are doing Golf Story I think it's fine to go up against the day that a huge shooter comes out. Yeah. Conversely, if you're like a little action game, it's fine to come out on a day that a huge RPG comes out. I think you can counter-program video games uh, because there's a whole audience of people who don't want to spend $60 on a video game this week. And those people are buying games all year long. Yeah. I mean, I have another point to it, but I don't know if we want to move on. Okay, we can do the next point. point but I think oh. Brad had something. What's up, yeah. Brad? About, about seasonality. I don't know if that's on that. Uh, no, I'll just wait till after. Okay. Just keep going through. Number three, how important is a market share and the gaming landscape to a game's success? Mm. You're right. We are getting straight into this. Hero shooters are quickly saturating the market. There you go. Is it pointless to compete with Overwatch, or can other titles still make an impact? As always, much <laughs> love and respect, B-Ray. That, that's, ex- that's extremely important. Yeah. Like, timing is so important. It's not everything. You do not need to be the first out to, to, to dominate the market. Is it too late market. to be a hero shooter? Um, is it too late? If I'm making a hero shooter right now, it's extremely... It's not impossible, uh-huh. but you better understand the uphill battle you've got if you're going into that that genre right Ooh, now, that demographic. You like that. are... You, you just need to do something extreme to stand out, and you better hope it sticks in some way. Otherwise, you might just be a flash in the pan at best, and then you're just gone. Like No one's going to care about you after like a month or two. And so here's what I would ask of lawbreakers, is make it clear how extremely different you are. Mm-hmm. What is that key hook? What is it, Brad? What is what is lawbreakers? Why is it a different kind of hero shooter? <laughs> uh, not for a lot of good reasons, I would say. So that's the problem. That's the problem yeah. right there. And like I'd that, say, yeah, it's the franticness. You know? yeah, it, the, it feels, like, it feels the, more like an Unreal like tournament than something like, like Overwatch. Going back to old PC shooters like Quake and all that kind of stuff. Fast pace, all about skill kind of thing they say the whole time. Mm-hmm. But it's like... There's just other stuff out there, and it, I think it does a lot of the stuff just worse than its competitors. Sure. And I want to bring up a point about why it might have failed. I remember yeah. when the beta came out, a ton of people played it. Then their second beta, it dropped hard about the mm-hmm. people playing it. Yeah. I just don't think it was the kind of game people wanted at that time. Yeah. Like, people were playing Quake. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, that's that audience that are just playing that. Or people were playing Overwatch or Paladins or whatever they are playing. I don't know. Right. I, the... Uh, the big, the one line that really stood out for me, having not played that much of Overwatch, mm-hmm. only played like a couple hours and and uh, just played a little bit of Lawbreaker like that at different events. Uh, the biggest line in your review where I was like, "That's it, Brad," was um, because you said, uh, and a lot of people have said mm-hmm. that like they prefer the character design from Overwatch than the characters that were introduced, and like trying to find the right verbiage to describe why you don't like art art style can get kind of sticky in a mm-hmm. review. You know, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, you know, that, that might be your opinion, but it's not like a defect. You can't just be like, that character looks bad. Yeah. And be like, that's right. a fact. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always my opinion. Whereas this game has a bad frame rate. That could potentially be a fact. Like, you could prove that. Um, but the point that he made is, if I'm going into a match and I'm playing Overwatch, like, that's clearly, you know, uh, um, mm-hmm. Reinhardt. That's clearly, you know, like, I, I recognize these. All the names are escaping me right now, but, like... Um, Torbjorn. I, I re- yeah, I re- there he is. You know, it's like yeah. I, you know, you, you don't have to look for hard to find him. You know, even if you can't see him, like, you see yeah. that blue shield. I'm like, there he is. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't tell you anybody that mm-hmm. I, when I went in Lawbreakers, like I can't be like, oh yeah, I get from across the battlefield. There's that character I love. Yeah. Like there's a lot going on in that. You know, it's very chaotic and mm-hmm. crazy and like, well, my heart got you know uh, got going in that one little you know sequence. 
But coming out of it, I wasn't like, God, I can't wait to play that character right over there. It's funny. Uh, it's just, just chaos. The cartoonish style of Team Fortress 2 was created out of necessity, out of recognition, mm -hmm. about being able to recognize a class from yeah. a distance. Oh, what a smart move, too. Yes. Yeah. And I think it works in Overwatch in the same way. It's just that that, that distance, that you, mm -hmm. oh, I know exactly what that class is from here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, skins kind of make it a little wonky, but they still retain their shapes. And, and, but you and can still tell, ways. though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I th I, Jones, I think that's so, a fair... So I've seen a lot of people yeah. fall in love with characters. I've seen people post lots of clips that they love. And, you know, uh, our, our buddy Rohan does a great job on the PR team. Retweeting for, some for great clips. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's exciting to see them uh, having really good plays and, 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 and finding a class that they love and are getting very good at. But you don't really see the, you know, the my favorite plays that I've seen from Overwatch is kind of when the whole team comes together and makes an amazing thing yeah, happen. Yeah, it's real different gameplay-wise from those and two. And it's, it's, yeah. so, it's harsh yeah. to draw those direct comparisons. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there is, they're there, definitely, yeah. as much as they probably don't want them to be compared, but they're there. Yeah. When you're fourth or fifth in line for a genre, you know, kind of yeah. like Anthem is right now, following behind Destiny. It's like they really got to sell us on what, you know why this is different and, and maybe it's not that that's could also be yourself just be upfront about it being like you know we know this is pretty similar to this other thing but we love the genre and we always wanted to mm -hmm. you know, put our own little stamp on it yeah what's up Damian? I, mean, I don't know if there's any more points but like I think it go this kind of goes into this category um I'll, some of these companies that made their games stick out and become successes yeah they had a, they had import they had pedigree behind them and they had big name behind them but like they go big with those games in terms of the treatment of them from the very the moment they reveal the game. I think Lawbreakers went big. Uh, I don't think it went as big as like Blizzard did with Overwatch with the, the, the those. Who well, can? My God, nobody's got yeah, that budget. No I'm just saying that might be what it takes, and that's yeah. why it might be such an impossible task. Yeah, like think like how how much money and the resources behind League of Legends. Mm -hmm. Like that, it was not the first. Uh, uh, Han Heroes of New Earth was yeah. before it and pretty successful and had its flaws, but like Riot came through with the league and was like, uh, oh, we're gonna like they made it seem like it was the most important thing in such a short time, such a short. I mean, it was been out for a few years, but like it was impressive how they built up that game. I mean, so like, like you kept hearing the name League all over the place. I heard Han every now and then. I'm like, okay, Han, this MOBA game. But then like there's nonstop in my face, League, 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 like just pushing yeah. it. Like like you act like you are like the, the S word. And I'm no profanity on here. Like you are the S. And it's like you were a big deal. Yes. And you carry that aura around you and stuff. And you let like gamers buy into that. They're just like. What is this thing? Like everyone's talking about, like, you make yourself the big deal, right? And, they were and losing cost... money, like on the tournament, on the world tournaments where they yeah. bought out the stadiums, and they were losing money on those. Mm -hmm. But it makes you look like a big deal. Yeah. Publicity, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I mean, all those crazy trailers. Yeah, you know, like even more to this point than Overwatch has had. You yeah, know, different art styles for each of them. You and... have to go broke to become a big deal. I feel like it takes <laughs> a combination of that, the, the, those elements, and that's one of the big ones, especially if you're coming from uh, so late into the game. Mm -hmm. You, you just need that. If you don't have that, you should maybe like reconsider. Like, do we really want? Like, that's why I said, like, you really need to go all in. Which means, you know, financially, you better be able to put up that money to compete. Otherwise, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're you're not gonna get anywhere with that. So, mm -hmm. might as well just you should have might as well just made it like free to play and go like and a low cost free to play and did like a hail mary hope to catch caught on but like no one that never works anymore that's like trying to crack the mobile market of some random game at this point i think we all expect lawbreakers to go free to play right yeah yeah 
As a last ditch effort? Yeah. That's, not as a last ditch. This is the next ditch effort. I mean, sorry. Right. Sorry. The next sorry. Step. Yes, that's not the last ditch. But, like, yeah. that is, like, the sign of a, a, a game that's, like, trying to do something to, to, to improve its situation. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's not the death knell. I shouldn't <laughs> put it like that. There, there are games that have come back from that. Probably that a reason okay. for that game's failure is the characters. People do not care about these characters at all. And yeah. that's a big part of Overwatch is yeah. these characters and people are falling in love with these characters. Yeah, Brad, it's insane, but... I think it, I think they should spend some money on character trailers. And I know that sounds so stupid when people aren't satisfied with all the modes you have in your game yet. There's no team deathmatch yet, which yeah. I think is coming. Uh, but like to spend any money on character trailers, you got to be kidding me. That's such a waste. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a strong investment in it a is. weird way. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean to... The belittle people who like want to push like the the mechanics of their game like yeah that, absolutely like it goes into making something a phenomenon. You mm-hmm. push like why this is such a big deal. You want people who might casually play your game like they might load it just because like they want to be a part of the sensation. They not they might not even know what's going on in the game. They're just playing it because like all oh, my friends are playing it. I just want to try it out. Like you put out those trailers that like are like the, the appealing trailers, like character trailers, like. You you want to see people cosplaying your characters before the game even comes out? Like yes. we reveal these characters, we want Comic Con right to there. have like yeah, yeah. we we want to see our, all of our characters being cosplayed at Comic Con on like front page of all these like you know big websites and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that we want to see that it's gonna be amazing. Like look at all these Winston like this elaborate Winston costume and like, everyone's cosplaying Mercy. It's like here you go. Like it, it, we've made it. Like mm-hmm. you know you've made it. Yeah. Where's like the lawbreakers? Huge like cosplay gatherings and stuff like that. Like yeah. That, that I mean that's enough. They didn't go for that. But like I argue, you might think that's an, like that's not a big deal. It like, sounds insane. How is that helping our it game? Sounds it's an intangible mm-hmm. of yes. like this for makes sure. it a big deal culturally. Yeah. And it, and it shouldn't be, but like we live in this era oh, yeah, of social media. We live in this area era of like just you had a influencer. Yeah, I honestly I think there's FOMO with video games. I think people play a video game and they feel like they're missing out on more oh, yeah. important video games that they should be playing. I, I every day I have that little Destiny two like you know I'm like making a conscious <laughs> decision right jumps. now not to play Destiny two. Yeah, and so I just you go on Twitter for five seconds, just like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like fun. Your light levels what? No, oh, that's cool. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> think of some of the even the mobile games that go big. You at least know what they are, like the the, the Pokemon w- Go. Oh, not just Pokemon Go. Uh, the the one of war with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mobile Strike. Mobile Strike. How many times do you hear? I hear that commercial. I do not feel stuff. FOMO with Mobile Strike. I gotta no, be honest. I mean, that was them trying their best. It's, it's, yes. But it's also an argument like that's not the only ingredient to the the recipe to yeah. being like super successful. But, but like, right. Mobile Strike probably went. It got broke. you thinking yes. so much about like, yeah, oh yeah. god, it might have made you sick at that point because mm-hmm. it was just like go download it and buy it. Yeah, I wasn't getting anyone to cosplay as Arnold Schwarzenegger in his like Mobile Strike outfit. You know what? I was I was at a, at a theme park and the video. Videos they played up on the on the lines were like download Mobile Strike right now and we'll give you some free little currency and so they were actually trying to target people who are waiting in lines. Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. There's was a some mobile game called Best Fiends. Yes, that I've seen like 40 billboards for. Not just even just Mm -hmm. the game, but like Mm -hmm. weird expansions that they've had and stuff. And like never played the game, never touched it, but like I know about it because. They're just dumping all sorts of crazy dollars so into expensive. it. It's yeah. crazy how expensive it is, but it, it pays off. And it, it gets you to think about it. Yeah. And like you're sitting in your car waiting somewhere at an airport one day and you're like, want to try something new and it's free to play. Like, oh, uh, Mobile Strike. Yeah, I heard about it. Screw it. It's free. All right, I'll go download it. I don't know if it's free, but if it was, yeah. like, I'll try it because I hear about it 30,000 times a day. Yeah. Like, and it has to take you from there and still be good, but like. I feel like that's what people our age do. 
people our age who don't listen to this podcast who aren't like reading about video games all week long they're absolutely downloading mobile strike because it looks like it looks like a video game. Either way, it's advertised. This, yeah, it this, does look like a I mean, big deal. Absolutely. I, oh, that was the point I was getting at. Is like yeah. this goes beyond our our industry and our, our circle yes. of people who follow gaming news. Mm-hmm. There are people who play video games who do not. Yeah, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. Don't go to Gaff. Don't go to any gaming site. They yeah. just go to social media and want to see what their friends are playing and what everyone else is telling them to play. That we're never no one like no one's reaching them like from what our like our circle like that yeah that's not how you target them with like the the gameplay features video or a live stream of just like going over the or a walkthrough or anything like that they either will see it like you know they're like some big person movie star or musician on Twitter says like hey just check this out like because they got paid to say it I got I checked out Mobile Strike on my phone today look what I just did it's like oh. <laughs> 20 million people just saw that like on, on their social media yeah. uh, on Twitter and you got to do that or if we want to stay kind of close to our homes like you pay the biggest like streamers and stuff like hey like you know the, this person with the number one channel on Twitch right now is playing this game I never heard of this what is this oh wow like 20,000 people are watching it. Okay, this must be good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you can you can goose that a little bit. You can encourage streamers to play your game. Uh, you can you can make it beneficial for them to play your game. You can pay them. Uh, but, like, it's just, you can't guarantee it taking off on Twitch. Oh, yeah, no. That's, that's the hardest thing. It's just, like, all hard. the yeah. different things you yeah. got to, like, roll the dice on. It's yeah. like, okay, spend a lot of money on this. Do we spend money on this? Like... But then you also your development team like you gotta still push those features you gotta get the the coverage in the yeah, game magazine. Yeah, you gotta magazines. get team deathmatch like, together still. It's gonna cost I mean, money to develop. It's crazy. To be fair, yeah. do you see like how difficult this is for yes. the people that this is their job? Oh yeah, like, this is not easy. It's not like there is no equation. It's just you yeah. can look at what these things are and how they've done for other companies and other games and products and try and make mimic them, mimic yeah. them, but you can never mimic success like that pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point. You have to find your own way out to look more interesting, to look like your own thing. It's just... Yeah, it's and great. I would argue yeah. there's an, like an X factor in all these huge successful games that people yes. can't explain. Yeah. There's just something about that like game. Like PUBG. You can't explain it. It just happens. Yeah. It must like, be so you're frustrating just, you're just like, competitors. You're like, what the heck did you do? <laughs> Daisy, like, you know, like, I'm stuff. sure someone yeah. who's like, it's like strenuously like analyzing. I'm like, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you what this game does. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it must drive them. Insane. And a lot of times it's a simpler model. You made this really complex game with all these features and modes mm-hmm. and, up, you know, stuff you can upgrade. And then somebody comes along and just makes like does half the work mm-hmm. uh, seemingly, you know, yeah. and then gets the huge audience I mean, because that was yeah. just enough. You know, that was exactly what people wanted. They didn't need all the extra bells and whistles. But how the heck are you going to know? Yeah. Because you thought it was cool and it made sense to you and you enjoyed it. And, but... Sometimes simpler is better, though, Kyle. Yeah. And Renan. That's what Blizzard does. They come along, they're like, oh, that genre? Yeah. That's how you do that. And you're like, oh, God. People don't want to have to put up with so many, like, hurdles to jump through. Yeah. What's this image I just saw uh, that someone sent me uh, about UI design? It says, UI design is like a joke. If you have to explain it, it's not good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like that mantra. Like, Mm -hmm. it needs to just click. It needs to be simple and... You know, sometimes your reviewers get to be like, it needs more depth. And you're like us, thinking of us sometimes. Sometimes, like, we're reviewing for, like, quality. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going to equal success yes. for a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that was a fun discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Here's a good way, Here's a good way to uh, uh, start a comment that I'll pick up on. Fresh news! Oh. <laughs> good. I'm in. I'm hooked. Phil Spencer has been promoted to executive vice president of gaming at Microsoft. 
The new title comes with a big responsibility bump. Spencer will now report directly to CEO Satya Nadella as a member of his executive leadership team. Prior to the promotion, Spencer reported to Terry Meyerson, the executive VP of the Windows and Devices Group, WDG. This decision indicates that Satya Nadella is treating gaming as a much bigger division than Microsoft as a company ever has in the past. What are the panel's thoughts on this big promotion for Phil? Love and respect, Stormcrown. Congrats. Good for Phil. him. Yeah, yeah congrats, congrats, dude. Do you see it that way? Do you see this as Microsoft like thinking gaming is much more important? Well, this seems like the opposite of an announcement they made a couple years back when they... I don't know if it was an announcement, but just something that they did internally where they like changed the name of the games division to something that did not sound exciting in the video game space at all. I can't remember what it was like. Yeah, and also the studios. It was like, it was like right tech stuff and maybe right? design creative right. stuff maybe, and but Microsoft, mostly tech. Microsoft yeah. Game Studios became Microsoft Studios. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. yeah. They so it just seemed like kind of a weird shakeup that yeah, just had the vibe of like, oh no, it sounds like this, they're, they're, they're viewing games as not like interactive entertainment and just kind of like digital stuff. You yeah. Know? But now we and have... So this a, seems like the exact opposite. We got like, a no, gamer no. in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Damiani, not so. I, okay, I, I mean, all right. Yeah, caring about umbrella term gaming is one thing. I don't know if that equates to what you're thinking of, like, oh, we're going to double down on like on Xbox or anything like that. It does mean that. Are you sure? Phil Spencer is head of Xbox. Are you sure that's what it actually means? Like that they're gonna put like? Obviously, I'm not sure. We don't know what's, what they're thinking. Putting them because uh, gaming encompasses mobile, mm-hmm. and Microsoft has stake in mobile stuff. They obviously have stake in their their software Windows and getting games like on Windows platforms and stuff like that. Maybe, yes, he understands how gaming works and he's the right mind for it. But it could be a sign of that they're trying to be more aggressive in the a broader sense of attacking gaming for what they feel is the the market going forward, which could mean less emphasis on Xbox, more emphasis on other their other platforms then and other software. Then you would pull someone else in. Huh? Why would you bring in Phil Spencer? Because he that? knows because I, I, I he knows gaming very well, yeah. and he's one of the, the 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 people elevated to that level with the other people who is it sixteen people? Yeah, about gaming or sixteen people just in the sixteen people in the board. Okay, the board. Okay, yeah. so now uh, some of them might know, but there's got to be someone in there from like mobile and stuff, and someone else mobile technology, someone from like their just Windows in general. Like, they need someone who knows gaming because it's clear they want to... If they're doing that, it's clear they want to push harder on video games in some capacity. Yeah. We don't know what yet. Yeah. It could. I could be... It could totally be like, hey, Dami, that rant you had the other day on Xbox... Other month on Xbox, you're completely wrong. They're going to have another Xbox. It's all like they're going all in on it. Like, that could be that. Yeah. But it could be something else. Like, it's not enough information to go on to to read what direction they're really going to go with it. I think that's fair. I think you can't read too much in this story to be silly to uh but it is an interesting news story i think yeah it means that in some capacity they want they want to continue their future relationship with video games mm-hmm. like that's not going away anytime soon yeah yeah brad are you surprised by that um what continue on video games to to bring phil spencer into the oh uh, no to promote I don't think like so that. like he's the game guy he knows it mm-hmm. he's probably he's proven himself probably to them yeah yeah i think he's been doing a pretty good job from where he, they started. His totally. tone has shifted in the last couple of years. Yeah. And I really enjoy that. I remember there was one specific uh, interview that he had on a balcony at E3 with Keeley, and it was after Sony just crushed him. And 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 he was, or it might have even been the year after that. And and so it was a, it was a very pointed conversation about like, so what are you what are you doing? So we're talking like 2014, I guess. Yeah, possibly. And okay. it was it was a very it was an open question about like how are you reacting? You yeah. know, it's not just like what are you up to, Phil? But like, 
clearly the ball is in your court right now. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, because it was actually mm. Matrick doing all those interviews 2013. So, yeah, it's probably 2014 we're talking about. And it just it, it, his, his attitude seemed very like, yeah, we need to reevaluate everything about how we're doing. And and and, and, and kind of look yeah. at this less of like a big, you know, broad commercial endeavor that we're under and more like we just got to make our, you know, these gamers happy. You know, we just got to provide experiences that they enjoy, mm-hmm. try to make those as varied as possible. And and even past all of the cancellations, you know, the crackdown taken forever and scale bound getting canceled and, you know, all this stuff that we, that we thought was going to happen. It's either been delayed or just we don't hear about for years and years, um, I think is is kind of you just turn it around. It just kind of create a general positivity around around yeah. a, the product. They killed Connect. They're just like, oh, this clearly isn't working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they yeah maybe they feel he has a better understanding of how to like broker deals with other companies yeah. so like bring in because as Brandon said like that the, the quotes he gave from the or the summarizations from the interview about we need to like do what's right for like I would not bring in Phil Spencer to help me broker deals. Listen, not, you know, you said, I don't love the deals he's made over the last two years. Okay, he's Battlegrounds is pretty good for console. You know, first yeah. console it's coming to outside of PC. There, there's a there's a lot of things you do. They, yeah. Microsoft might be convinced of that. They might not have put everything on him for the past few years of like what's gone from the 360 to where they are now with Xbox, at least in that regard, yeah. since he was overseeing that. They might not put that all on him. By promoting him, that tells me that's probably not the case, that they, they actually trust him and like maybe he wasn't making all the shot, the, the calls on those. And mm-hmm. then he might have objected to some of them. The person who might have been calling those like, eh, you weren't right. Phil is right. Or we're giving Phil a chance now. Yeah. And we're elevating him up just so there's no like power struggle here. Sure. He's the one who's in charge. Stop. Like yeah. it could also be maybe there was inklings of Phil was like hinting he might want to leave. And this was something like, we don't want him to leave. We want to keep him here. What can we mm. offer him? Promote him. Like get him on yeah. this. He he won't leave after he's on this. Like yeah. this is like a way to secure him. Obviously, these are blind guesses, but Oh no, I, I know. I'm, I'm trying I to make them that, different yeah. various different reasons yeah. here. Like that's the thing. Like someone would need to sit down and like talk with him and like read the body language from his answers and stuff. But I, I mean, I don't know. Like they do need to do. They need, do need to get you know things going in terms of like game development and getting like more more games exclusive to the to the Xbox. If they want a future for Xbox, mm-hmm. they got some work to do there. They yeah. they they're they're trying, but they have to do a better job. Yeah. Yeah. But what I would say about his strength uh, as a leader is that uh, he he changed the, the way a brand is perceived and that is so hard to do mm-hmm. that th- yeah. xbox one was tanking it was tanking everyone hated it it was a laugh and to be to be able to uh salvage it as he has done is an achievement and th- i think that's what i would find interesting as a ceo of microsoft they'd be like let's talk let's talk man because you're really he, good at that he kind of had sony on the ropes during e3 talking about cross-platform play you know yeah. that he was just totally open to it and it's like mm-hmm. that's such a great position to take mm-hmm. that you don't need to you know, like I wonder how many approvals he had to go through if that's if he if he in his position before this uh, um, uh, promotion where he was like, yeah, I feel comfortable saying that that we're totally prepared for that. Let's do it, cross platform yeah. play. Let's do it. Yeah, eh, I think that that was that was. I mean, it's smart on him. It was calculated though. Yes, because Sony's in the position of power to be like, we 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 don't need to cave on this. Like, yeah, we we can we will give this one point to you. If Microsoft is in the other position, they might be like, oh, cross play on all of our Microsoft platforms and Windows platforms and stuff. No cross play with Sony. Like, we don't need that. Like, we're, we're the big dogs. Like, reverse positions. It might be the same case, just you know, different 
company. Like it's it's hard to you know they're clearly just attacking that because it's something they can't attack because mm-hmm. it's so obvious. Yeah, but they're still being cheeky about it. Did you hear about Fortnite? Yep. Yeah, let's get into that for a sec because that was a little dramatic <laughs> this week. Yeah, it's just a weird coding issue that just for like a hot second. And I think of it was course, like a weekend. I think of course, people up. were like obsessed. To, you know, like just right on top of it and saw that it had happened. That uh, cross-platform play happened between uh, Xbox One and uh, PlayStation 4 and Fortnite. Fortnite in particular. And then uh, uh, Epic saw the issue, oh, and they came in and fixed it. Yeah. And I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but Major Nelson tweeted at Fortnite, and they were like, well, it's fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. Phil Spencer in particular tweeted to someone who asked him about yep. it. He said, I wish they kept it on. Yeah. on. I wish they kept it on. <laughs> uh, which is strange, because right now Fortnite is cross-compatible with PS4 and PC. Yeah. Completely. And so that's that's what's the weird thing about it is because like uh, Rocket League, in which I think you can absolutely blame Sony. I think Sony just doesn't want to play with Xbox. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course not. uh, Xbox can play with PC. PS4 can play with PC. uh, But Xbox and PS4 can't play with each other. So it's this weird love triangle where there's just no connection on the top. Uh, In the case of Fortnite, though. Uh, there's no triangle. The Xbox players are just left out. They can't play with PC players. I don't understand what that deal is, and I wonder if it's a Sony thing. I mean, it could be. I mean, the, the funny thing about this Fortnite thing, though, that proves how easy it really... I mean, not how <laughs> easy, how doable. It's not impossible to make the crossplay. Oh, they had it working. Which, yeah, they some, had it working. In some cases, yeah. it's, you can it's just working. get in that code so and make it happen. any excuse Sony's ever give, like, might have given about, about like, networks, infrastructure... Yeah. No, I know they've fallen back onto, like, protecting the customer experience uh-huh. has been a thing. And then <laughs> yeah. Microsoft did jump on that as well. It's like, we don't have any problems over here and yeah. like on our system. We're, mm-hmm. we're well moderated over here. Like, they're, they're basically going to throw every excuse they can in the book. Just to be like, why we're not doing it other than the real reason, which is, we're number one, we don't have to play with you. Yep. Yeah. Harsh. Yeah, I, I just like how casually he puts himself out there. And it, yes. you kind of get a sense that like, yeah, I don't know if really Xbox said that or just Phil said that, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, I like him, you know, uh, you know, take, taking the hits and being like, hey, if you have questions about this or you don't think that's right, come at me and ask me. You know, responses to that. Whereas, like, yeah. you, you think about Nintendo, and it's like, yeah, where's Virtual Console? And it's like, oh, Nintendo's kind of being hush hush, and just like, yeah, cross platform. Why isn't Sony saying anything? And it's like, well, they, you know, in general, they're not a big fan of it, and they're just going to kind of leave it at that. And Phil's just, you know, getting out yeah. there and saying how he feels. And exactly. Being how like, many other? This ex- isn't the way it is, but I think it should be. And here we are. How many other executives at Microsoft can you write a tweet to today <laughs> that will re- will be responded to? That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many executives so think have any smart. video game in the position Microsoft is in depends right now? Your, depends what how many followers you have. Yeah, Reggie's not going to respond to my tweets. <laughs> no, he doesn't do it. Probably not. You can still try though, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was fun. Uh, uh, Sean Layden won't respond to my tweets. I try. Oh, okay. I tweet him all the time. Come on. All right. Won't respond. Do you actually tweet them all the time? Like, if, well, like every once every like week, I would say. You do? Yeah, just That's like prove it. Not Kyle's got to go. Oh what? yeah. What? Look at prove, that it. Smirk. prove it. Prove it. Show us the last smirk. tweet to Sean Lane. Prove it. Well, I'm not gonna prove it to you. I got my phone in the airplane mode. <laughs> Caught him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Brad. I'm proud of you, Brad. Got him. By the way, that bit was scripted. Okay. I have that right here. Yeah. Here right. go, Brad. This is the part about Sean Lane. Good stuff. I think that was really funny. Oh, you left Shuhei out. There. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Because, like, him, like, we actually, you know what? Shuhei, you actually can talk to. Yeah. Shuhei, I could write a tweet to right now. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't he like you? He does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. She was a cool. dream boat. Yeah. A dream boat? Is that what you Oh, said? yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I'm head over heels with Shu. <laughs> head over heels with Shu. <laughs> Time for bets. Next week's bet, uh, we are betting on SteamWorld Dig 2, which is, came out, uh, 
today on the Switch. Today Switch. on the 21st. Correct. Uh, on PC, the 22nd, which is the day that this podcast goes live. And September 26th on the PlayStation 4 and Vita. So, yeah. Vita? Vita. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, our bet is on the PS4 version because that's the, that is the one in the future. What will the PlayStation 4 download size for SteamWorld Dig 2 be, Brandon Jones? 11 gigs? A little high? That's huge, high? Jones. Yeah, it's high, right? Oh, that's huge. I was thinking 8, but then I went 11, and I Michael just... Michael Damiani. Oh, what's wrong with that? 5 gigs. Bradley Ellis. 10 gigs. Oh, whoa. Okay, you blocked we got a me shot. Out. I did 4.9 gigs. No. <laughs> no. Dang it. Just to be clear, wow. we do these in secret. I did not know Don Yon. That's fascinating. That's super funny. Undercut oh. back and forth wow. there. That is a nasty oh. undercut. Uh, we don't have a Don bet. Don was not with us this evening. Uh, we don't uh, have a bet bet. We don't have oh, a bet yeah. bet. Explain that. So uh, I ordered, I pre-ordered Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which was a subject of last week's bet. Uh, didn't receive it by the time I left my house today and totally forgot to tell Ben to bring it. Amazon? Amazon, yeah. Dude, they Amazon slip failing. sometimes, man. Yeah, it would have been nice. Best it would have been nice to have this morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's for that discount. But anyway, uh, we were not able to test how long we would survive in a random match. And so we have two bets to settle next week. We have Thankfully, two. it's not a timely bet. It is not know? a timely it's bet. It's not like something yeah. that we're going to find out tomorrow mm-hmm. because of it's yeah. gonna, we we'll see what the point. file size is or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have no winners nor losers this week. I guess Yay. I'm the loser. I'll, you know, I'll take the loss. Uh, so our score is still at purple platypi, 16. <laughs> Ooh, best in the biz. Red Eagles, 20. Kaka. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Brat. Yes. How did you do with your goal this week of not using a single swear word? Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Proud of you. Yeah. We didn't get you that inflamed, though. I really want to like get you upset about something and yeah. try to draw it out. Should have gone after Overwatch. Yeah. No, I mean, I can handle that. Yeah. Should have gone. You have to find my seven. I'm flipping pa- this table. You can, yeah, you can also follow seven, the passion, too. You can yeah. just get them all psyched up about something. And you start yeah. talking about Star Wars prequels, I'm going to get yeah, heated. We almost went yeah. there. We, went, yeah. we, talked, we did a little Saif talk. Michael Damiani. If he, if he does a trademark sign-off, he's going to be in trouble. Has hey. his goal of not finishing his drink has been achieved? We got a little for listeners. For, for listeners, they love that <laughs> that little slosh. <laughs> Give me the slosh. Solid. Solid, Mike. Brandon Jones, I see a little bit of candy corn still at the tip of this table. Oh yeah. No, Jones. No. 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 Oh, no. Oh, gross, dude. Yeah. That's wrong, Jones. We can't give you credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> that look of satisfaction. Oh, oh man. man, I can taste oh, it. It's bad. No. I managed not to do any hacky improv this week. I feel good about that. Uh, so you yeah, still pretty... did a bit though. What bit? It was scripted though. Scripted uh, bits. Scripted uh, bits are fine. I Burn guess. them all in the liquor store. How far do I want to go with this? How far? <laughs> Brad, do you really want to step into my bit oh, right no, now? Dude, I'm do you want to step into, into my, into my, into my bit? bit? I see. I walked in and I see what's going on. I'm turning around. I'm turning around. The walk in, walk yeah. in. The bit trap. Yeah. This is a bit. Yeah, I'm out of here. Um, That's bit. Let us uh, promote uh, Easy Allies for a second, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Easy Allies is a group of video game fans, but I'd also say professionals. 
video game enthusiasts. Journalists we're professional at something. We, we, we yeah. may not have figured out what that is yet. We but. do things. We make videos. Yeah. Easy Eyes makes videos and streams. And we love video games. We make podcasts like this one, but also others. We have uh, uh, Frame Trap, where we just talk about games in particular and the games we've been playing and how much we love those or hate those in some cases. Uh, uh, we have... Uh, Reviews. Sometimes we build Gundams. Sometimes we build Gundams as we stream, very chilled out, very professional with the reviews. We got we run the gamut. Yes. So many videos, so much video content to consume. Uh, please check out EasyEyes.com to see all the videos that I'm talking about. To see, because it's way easier to just click on a video than it is for me to describe it. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. If you want silly stuff, it's there. If you want serious stuff, it's there. It's all there on EasyEyes.com. And also our schedule is there, which I always like to promote because that is actually handy. <laughs> it's not so much a promotion as it is a PDA. There's an entire, like, all of our show schedule, all of our stream schedule is there in your time zone. So instead of me saying 6 p.m. Pacific time, which doesn't matter to you, you don't care what Pacific time is, <laughs> just go to easyeyes.com. It's all there in, in whatever time zone you belong to. Uh, and patreon.com slash easyeyes to see how you might be able to, to uh, help out the Easy Allies mm-hmm. to uh, uh, patronize us. Uh, uh, the people who listen to this podcast a day early are members of patreon.com slash yep. easyeyes who give us $5 or more a month. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that's the full promotion. Great. I think I got through that. You did it. I liked it. Yeah. Did you I like it, John? I did. Let's be honest. No, Let's it was real. cool. I liked it, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's not scripted, you know? You, 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 it's off the dome. Yeah. That was off the dome. <laughs> that was improvised. Just that one part. I, do you think I should write something up and kind of like plow through it with like, I do more not. enthusiasm? I do Why? not. Because I think it'd be so good if I did. I think I'd have like the copy down and be exciting. Well, to me, if it's just the same thing every time, that's not... Little, yeah, you would tune out. You know? A little too corporate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think people are looking for me to slip up. They're like, is he going to use a swear Because word it is time? so unusual, because we, we used to be, you know, spoiler alert, we used to be GameTrailers.com, and so it's, it, there's so that many... That is a spoiler? Spoilers, yeah. You were saving mind. that for the finale? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were GameTrailers.com. I, oh, think, I think we were discovering every day what Easy Allies is. Yeah. We're, we're, we we kind of surprise ourselves with like, oh, we can do that, and the audience likes it, cool. And so yeah. I, I like these opportunities to be like, what are we? You know, like, how, sure. how can we sell ourselves today? Has it changed? You yeah. Know, and, uh, where, where, what are our goals? Where do we want to go? Yeah. Where do you want to go? Uh, to sleep at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I see it. I see it in your eyes. Uh, Jones, I think we should let Damiani and Brad have all the stuff because I messed up the best. I would love the trademark sign-off. Oh, wow. Yeah. You want the sign-off this week? I would like it this week. Okay. Give it to Jones. Okay, Jones, you can have it. I think only would, one video should be promoted. I would like Brad to promote a video. Okay, so yeah. Brad will promote a video. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, All right. And, and so that Damiani final word is Damiani gets a final word. Yeah. And then who gets the Twitter handle? Let's just do at Easy you Allies. Let's do cool. at Easy yeah. Allies. Yeah. 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 Easy Allies has been neglected. Yeah, yeah. We gotta give yeah. some Easy Allies love. Yep, Easy Allies has a Twitter account. Go there to, to like, that's the best place to tweet something angry to. Because it's not in any of us individually. If you hate something we did on a given week, tweet it at Easy Allies. Dump it there. None of <laughs> us will take it personally. It'll be really like, just do that. That's my my, my Twitter plug. Right. Nice. Okay. Brad, promote a video for us. An Easy Allies pro- video. Um, so this is a project I've been working on over the last year. A really special project to me. It's a series that got me into game trailers and made me kind of want to be a part of video games. Yes. So the fact that I get to bring something that I love to the table is really special to me. And that's the Souls Retrospective. After a long time of work, mm-hmm. part one is finally out. Thank you, Brandon, for cutting that. I know it's a nightmare. Thank you, Blowerth, for editing my scripts, which I also know is a nightmare. <laughs> Appreciate it. But uh, yeah, I'm super proud of this. It took me a long time. I think it's 
It's going to be five parts. First part's out. Uh, it'll be available to watch now by the time you're watching this for everybody. So you can check it out on YouTube.com slash Easy Allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, part two's coming. So settle in for that. Am I going to have to wait another year for part two? No. No. Nope. Sooner than a year. Sooner than a year. Okay. Longer than a day. Okay. Longer than a day. So it's coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I hope you all enjoy it out there. I worked real hard on it. Cool. Lost a lot of sleep. So is this like a five minute video? Uh, no, this isn't. This vi- The first part is over 18 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And I believe it'll be the shortest part of all of them. Oh, so this is a series. Yeah. Part five two parts. is longer confirmed. Five Definitely. parts. Oh, jo- just Jones wait till part three and four. It, yeah. Wait for part three and four, buddy. <laughs> Settle in on those. But part five we can coast on? Part five No, not too part five is pr- pretty beefy, too. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Poor Joe. I got a little beefy at the end, dude. <laughs> Good, yeah. Yeah. The finale. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, yeah, that's really, Brad, that's cool. It's cool to yeah. have a retrospective coming. It's cool to, to pay off on that. Now I could do reviews yeah. again. And Brad can finally write a review again. Yep. Yeah. Michael Damiani, what is the final word? I'm really upset we didn't play the logo game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Do you want to play it? <laughs> Do you want to play the logo game? Went over my head until a second too late. I was like, oh, oh. Okay. Well, I feel that would be disrespectful to podcast halftime. No, right. no, like, no, no, no. We're no. doing it. We're just doing reneging it. podcast halftime now? <laughs> Here we go. We're playing You Go, New Logo, or No, No, Go With The Old Logo. Brad, yes. Insomniac. Yes. You Go, New Logo, or No, No, Go With The Old Logo. Do you have a picture logo. of it? I don't. I saw it briefly. Uh, this is this a is... bad game without yeah. a picture. All right, pull it up, Jones. Pull it up, oh, Insomniac, New Logo. Uh, the old one is a moon. Uh, I like, I like the old one. I like the old one. Since basically cool. the Spyro days. That's a good logo. Yes. Uh, listeners, yeah, the the old logo is, I would say, more stylistic. It's kind of a thin font. Uh, the O is a big old moon. Uh, the new font uh, is uh, angular, I would say. It's 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 sleek. It doesn't have the the wild lines of the old Insomniac logo. Uh, Jones trying his hardest to pull it up right now. <laughs> Got to be honest, just gotta go to like taking longer than I expected he yeah. would. Uh, but I think what it says, I think what it says when Insomniac, there it is, there it is. Oh, um, no, no. Whoa. No, no. No, no, go with the old logo? I like the old logo more. Okay, Damiani. Old logo, has personality. Yeah. It's playful. The old logo's playful and Insomniac's a playful company to me. All their games are Not anymore. See, the thing, what the new logo says to me is we make Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man's not playful at all. Yeah. No, that's what, no, it's not. It's like, we make a serious triple-a game we gotta grow up yeah the uh the insomniac who made sunset overdrive they're dead now <laughs> it's no that's, well, what, remember, that, that's um, what that logo says to me uh fuse yeah that's the fuse yeah, logo they're dead now <laughs> yeah. wait you said the new one <laughs> I, i'm kind of like you go new logo okay okay i really like it okay cool damiani the whole idea of this bit is that it's dumb to have a conversation about a logo that's cool because i have the final word i could say it's cool and yeah stays. okay okay it stays. Final word. That that segment will stay. We'll do no, no, it. no. I'm talking about the logo. The oh. old logo. Okay, got gotcha. Definitely the better logo. I see. <laughs> Brandon Jones, your trademark sign off. You are the S. I am yeah. enjoying these microtransactions.